My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Hello and welcome to the Daily Oz. It's Sam. Welcome to TDA's summer series. I hope you're having a nice couple of weeks over summer, whether you're working, taking some time off, headed to a music festival or just, you know, hanging out with family and friends. This week, we're going to share more of our favourite deep dives from 2023. From some of our most popular interviews to some stories you might have missed, I guess we're trying to keep you company here over the summer. We'll be back to some regular programming next week. Until then, here is our summer series. The Australian Federal Police, the AFP, has launched a criminal investigation into a former executive of the firm PwC. He's accused of using information he learned trying to improve the Australian tax system to help his clients avoid paying tax. It's a really serious case that goes to the heart of how the government reviews its policies and who the government trusts with taxpayer money. So Nina, why don't we start with the company, PwC? What do they actually do? It's one of those companies you always hear about and you're never exactly sure. And like on skylines of cities with signs on big buildings. It's one of those that's always there, yeah. yeah. The full name is actually PricewaterhouseCoopers and they call themselves a professional services network. Basically what that means is they help businesses do things better. Whether that means running a tighter ship or doing better with their finances, it can be things like accounting, auditing, human resources consulting and strategy management. And it's huge business. They have almost 328,000 staff worldwide and made over 77 billion Australian dollars in gross revenue last financial year. More locally, PwC has nine offices in Australia with a team of over 9,000 people. So still pretty big in Australia. Huge, huge. But as well as dealing with Australian businesses, they also work pretty closely with Australian governments and they do things like consult on issues or policy areas or things that the government's considering undertaking. Right. It's such a big area of business for PwC that they actually have a dedicated office in Canberra. Okay, so if it's a major part of their business, what's gone wrong? Well, what's gone wrong is pretty simple, but there is a backstory. So let me start at the beginning. In 2013, the Australian government was reeling from some revelations about multinational organisations avoiding paying their fair share of tax. This revelation came from a trove of 2.5 million leaked documents, which exposed a complex world of offshore tax havens that were costing Australia revenue, but also other tax-generating countries around the world. So in response to this, Australia teamed up with the US and the UK to launch an investigation into these so-called tax cheats. And when they started looking into it, the Australian tax office found more than 100 wealthy Australians, some of them really high profile, who had avoided paying tens of millions of dollars in tax in Australia by setting up what's called shell companies or trusts in so-called tax havens in Singapore or the Cayman Islands. And basically what that means is that these individuals or businesses were sending their money or their assets elsewhere to avoid paying tax on them here in Australia. And we know that that happens in a lot of other countries as well. And Mm. that's how businesses are structured around the world. So how did PwC specifically get involved in that then? When the Australian government worked out that this was happening, or at least were exposed to the scale of what was happening, 
as well as investigating the individuals and the businesses they believed were dodging tax, the Australian federal government also set out to review the entire system and actually look at what legislation was doing or not doing to avoid this happening. And how to keep more money in the country going forward. Exactly. So they set out to try and reform the system. And to do that, they engaged PWC's head of international tax, a man named Peter Collins, as a consultant to help them do that. And Remember that name because it's going to be important for the rest of this episode. So Collins was tasked with developing enforcement rules on multinational companies believed to be dodging tax. And again, important to remember this point, to carry out this work, Collins signed not one but numerous confidentiality agreements during his time working with the government. So it all sounds pretty standard. The government has contracted consultants. The consultants have signed a confidentiality agreement. When did things start to unravel? So at its most simple level, what went wrong is that while Collins was working with the government to improve their tax laws, he was also helping people to avoid paying tax under the very laws he was helping to design. Through the consultation process he was going through with the government, he was privy to some pretty important information, information about how the government was going to to legislate these Mm. multinational Mm. corporations. The only thing was... PwC was working with the very same multinational corporations the government was setting out to legislate. What could possibly go wrong there? Well, evidently quite a lot, (laughs) because PwC was found to be actively distributing the confidential information they were receiving from Treasury, and not only using it to benefit PwC's current clients, they were also using it to win over prospective clients as well. Wow, so like Part of their marketing play. Exactly. Wow. Internal communications within PwC revealed that that is exactly what was happening. Collins was intentionally using the knowledge he gained to advance PwC's position in the market. By some accounts, PwC earned $2.5 million after actively promoting that they had insider information on how to sidestep the government's new multinational anti-avoidance law, which, again, they had helped to design. Okay, so how did things eventually come to a head? How did they get caught? Well, the tax office started to work out that things weren't quite adding up and they were concerned about the fact that PwC seemed to be promoting schemes to get around that legislation that they had helped to design. So they requested and eventually got their hands on internal PwC communications, which revealed the extent of what was actually happening behind the scenes. Then in 2021, an investigation began into Peter Collins, who, if you've forgotten, that's PwC's head of international tax and the go-between here between Treasury and PwC. And what was the result of that investigation? So the federal government's tax practitioner board, they're the people who decide whether or not you get to be registered as a tax agent. They deregistered Collins for integrity breaches, so he won't be able to reapply for registration until the end of 2024. At the start of this month, the TPB also tabled copies of those internal PwC emails in Parliament, which put this whole case well and truly in the spotlight, and we've seen the media coverage take off since then. Mm. Then on the PwC side, so them internally as a corporation, they commissioned an independent review of its culture, accountability and governance after those emails were tabled in Parliament. They've said they're open to firing people based on the findings of that report. And PwC CEO, Tom Seymour, he has already stepped down from his position because he said that he was privy to the information that has caused all of this drama. 
So PwC say they're going on a soul-searching mission, they're reviewing their culture, their CEO has stepped down. But what repercussions will PwC and Collins face? So at this point, the matter has been referred to the AFP. They've confirmed an investigation is underway and that could result in charges, maybe Mm. even jail time. Right, Okay, And it's going to be really interesting to see what comes from that. It's very hard to get convictions of the top dogs in corporate Australia. And I do wonder what the long term repercussions of this are going to be, especially because the government does work with a lot of consultancy firms. PwC are not the only ones. I didn't realise how big this business was, but Australia's five largest consulting firms, including PwC, They secured $2 billion worth of taxpayer-funded work last financial year. So that's huge. That's huge business. It's a big business. All of these revelations have really caused a lot of different government departments to really stop and reflect on who they're asking to do this really important work of advising them on policy and also where they're putting taxpayer money. The Department of Finance has made it very clear that government officials should be considering past confidentiality breaches when deciding who to work with. And that effectively means that government departments are unlikely to work with PwC in the immediate future. The government's also committed to a new $10 million unit to try and do more of its own assessments and evaluations to ease their reliance on these consulting firms. But that's kind of, that's going to be a long-term game. In the short term, A Senate committee inquiry is investigating the issue of how the government can ensure integrity when engaging with firms like PwC. So that's underway, and experts have already told the inquiry that an over-reliance on consultants over the years has eroded the public service. So traditionally, it was the public service doing this work for the government. But these experts are saying that over time, the ability to do that kind of work has been eroded by the fact that more and more of this money is going to these consulting firms. And then they need more internal consultants. We'll have to wait and see what the inquiry recommends when it makes its recommendations, but it feels like that could very much be one of the things that the investigation will uncover. We'll definitely keep an eye on this story. It's a really interesting one about the connection between the private sector and government. And it's important to remember that when we say taxpayer money... That's us. We're paying tax. That's our money. And that's what makes this story really interesting. We're definitely going to keep an eye on these findings and what the AFP investigation uncovers and whether any criminal charges will be laid. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, why not share it with a friend? It really helps us grow. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.